Hi, you guys, and welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina. I hope you're doing absolutely incredible. I hope you've been taking care of yourself. And I'm so excited for today's topic because it's gonna be juicy. And it's so freaking important also. Today, we're gonna be talking all about how to embrace your feminine energy, how to tap into that energy, and how to flow in that state of being. And It's going to be amazing because this is such an important topic. It's something I think we need to continue talking about. And it's also something that doesn't come naturally to a lot of women and a lot of people in general. And so that's what we're going to dive into. And it's going to be beautiful and incredible. And hopefully we'll leave you with some things that you can implement in your life that can help you in your inner growth journey and just help you glow from the inside out and become your best and most authentic self. So With all of that said, let's get into today's episode. I'll see you guys on the other side and let's get growing. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about feminine energy. And before we do that, I want to make an important disclaimer and just clarify something. When we're talking about masculine or feminine energy, they have nothing to do with gender. Every single human being on the planet has access to both feminine and masculine energy. And if you don't want to use the words masculine or feminine, you can use the words fluid or yin energy to describe feminine energy and then fixed or firm or yang energy to describe masculine energy. And I want to just quickly lay down what is the difference between the two of them. And it's funny because last week's episode, which was all about building up discipline and structuring your life, was very tied to the topic of masculine energy, even though I didn't use those words throughout that episode. But today's episode is going to be all about the feminine, which is how do you balance out that need for structure and that need for discipline, that need for consistency, because those are things that relate to masculine energy. And with both masculine and feminine energy, we can have the wounded or the divine expression of that energy. So let's jump into what each one is. When you are tapped into wounded masculine energy, which might be from too much masculine energy most likely, that's when you're being too controlling, too forceful with life. When you have this like grip on life and you have a really hard time with surrendering and letting go of things and you just want things to be a specific way and you have a hard time with letting go of that need for control. And that can also manifest as you being very demanding with yourself or with other people. And when we're too demanding, most of the time we are either tapping into anger or too high expectations and then feeling disappointed. So all of those things can be signs of being in that wounded masculine. But the divine masculine energy is when you're able to tap into the things that we talked about last week, discipline and structure and creating these structures in your life and tapping into a sense of consistency in your life because you are trying to take care of yourself, because you are giving yourself grounding because you're helping yourself find stability within yourself and your own life. So all of those things have to do with the divine masculine as well as taking aligned action is being really, really connected with your values. And when you're taking action, you're coming from a place of feeling connected to your values and doing things that connect to that sense of what is important to you. So that is a divine masculine. And if you want to learn about how to tap into that divine masculine, I highly encourage you listening to last week's episode because I touch on a lot of things that will help with that. Now, on the other side of things, 
what is the difference between the wounded feminine and then the divine feminine? So when you're too much in your wounded feminine, that's when you are desperately needing validation from other people and you don't see your true value and you're not in that synergy with yourself where you're able to validate yourself. You need achievements or other people's compliments to make you feel secure within yourself and to make you feel confident, to make you feel enough. It's the sense of lack. Another way the wounded feminine plays a part in our life is when we are too codependent or we have weak boundaries and we want to people please and we want to make sure everyone else is happy and that comes at the cost of our own happiness or of our own boundaries and needs. And then a couple other ways that the wounded feminine can come up in her life is feeling like a martyr, is feeling like, woe is me, everything happens to me, and like you have no control in your life and no power to make decisions and to make change in your life, and you just feel like this martyr, as I said. And it can also be tied to the emotions of feeling really guilty or really shameful, which comes down to judging yourself, right? And feeling like you're always doing wrong things or that you're not following rules or that you're just being bad. And that self-judgment is really tied in with being in that wounded feminine. So what is a divine feminine? What is that energy that we're trying to manifest into our lives and connect with and that we're going to talk about on today's episode? The divine feminine is the part of us that is intuitive, creative, deeply connected with our emotions, that's able to know what we need energetically, emotionally, spiritually, that's connected to our soul, to something bigger than us, to a higher purpose. And also is that side of us, it's also that side of us that's able to give without needing to receive, that's able to give without expectation and just to give from the heart. It's that ability to be really connected with your inner knowing and an open heart center. And it's also that ability to be grateful and playful and to realize that life is not linear and it's important to embrace the cyclicality of life and the ebbs and flows that come with it and the highs and the lows and meeting ourselves where we're at and meeting other people where they are at too. So that's the difference between the two. I really wanted to start off the episode going into that so there's no confusion and so we are clear on what we're trying to connect to and what the tips that I'm going to share today are aimed at as well. So now let's talk about how do you actually tap into your feminine energy and something that I wanted to do that I think will actually really, really help is tie this into some aspects of astrology. In astrology, there are zodiac signs and planets that connect a little bit more with the divine feminine. So I'm going to just run through them so that you can understand energetically what the divine feminine also connects to. So the four main things in astrology that tie in with feminine energy are the moon and Venus, and then also the zodiac signs of Taurus, Cancer, and Libra. Cancer is ruled by the moon, and then Taurus and Libra are both ruled by Venus. So they kind of tie in together. But in our chart, what the moon represents is our emotional side. It's our depth. It's that private part of us that feels really deeply and how we connect with our emotions in general. And Cancer, which is ruled by the moon, is also connected to that. Cancer is also connected a lot with like the energy of the mother and whether it is our relationship with our mom or how we're going to be as a mom or our desire to nurture and care for other people and give to other people. And when cancer energy is like too extreme, a lot of people with that 
tendency fall to like overgiving and not knowing how to give to themselves. And it can become that wounded feminine energy, right? So the highest expression of that energy is knowing how to give and receive in equal measure and knowing how to give without expectation, just giving out of love and not expecting anything in return, but also knowing that to take care of other people, you have to take care of yourself first so that you're not pouring from an empty cup and instead you are pouring out from your overflow. I literally work with so many clients that are either cancers or have like a cancer rising or a cancer moon and I have a cancer moon. So I just think it's so funny because this is such a pattern that I have found in my coaching program and it's just so interesting for me to see. I also have a lot of friends that are cancers. So I'm very familiar with this energy. Now, the other side of it is what I mentioned, right? It's Venus and then Taurus and Libra. So Venus is all about our values. It's about our relationships. It's about money. It's about our relationship with things that we consider valuable. The expression of Venus is a little bit different in Taurus and in Libra. In Taurus, it kind of permeates into this desire to be connected with our senses, with our life with the earth with all things related to our senses right so our sense of smell our sense of touch and just our body itself and really finding that peace with your body and to learn how to love your body all of that ties in with Taurus energy and also the earth is really connected to the seasons right so just realizing that life is cyclical that there are seasons of life that life is not linear and that things kind of happen in cycles that's very very closely related to Taurus energy and then on the other side we have Libra which is more connected to our desire to find harmony and peacefulness and a sense of aesthetic in our life and just to be in flow with our relationships. It's really closely tied to our romantic relationships and partnerships, but honestly, any one-on-one relationship that we have in our life. A lot of Libras struggle a lot with people-pleasing, which again is that wounded feminine, right? It's that side of us that is a little bit too enmeshed with the people in our lives. And so it's important to realize that to find harmony in your relationships You actually don't need to people please. You just have to know how to set boundaries and express what it is that you need and what it is that you want also. Because when you're able to communicate and find that ability to communicate effectively about your feelings, about your needs, that's when your relationships are the most harmonious. Not when you're just giving and giving or people pleasing or just doing what the other person wants at the expense of your own happiness, of your own boundaries, and of your own needs and desires. So I just really wanted to mention that because I feel like that in itself already conveys a lot in like how you can tap into your feminine energy, right? So connecting to your emotions, to your physical body, to your senses, to your relationships. But let's dive in a little further and let's go into some more tangible ways you can connect to your feminine. I have quite a few things I wrote down on ways you can connect to your feminine. So let's just jump right into it. The first thing that is so important in helping you be more connected to your feminine is learning how to understand your emotions, channel your emotions, and express your emotions. A lot of the times when we feel, it can be very uncomfortable, right? And we might not know how to deal with certain emotions, especially really intense or negative ones like anger, frustration, shame, guilt, sadness. And so it's really important to understand that humans were made to feel and emotions were made to be felt and and feelings were made to be felt. And so it's really important for you to allow yourself grace and allow yourself the ability to feel. If you are upset, let yourself cry. If you are 
feeling a strong emotion, just accept it and acknowledge it. And the thing about feeling your feelings is that we don't want necessarily to enable our ability to feel to affect our relationships negatively, right? Because sometimes if you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm, I should feel all my feelings and I'm so angry. So I'm going to go and like scream at everyone and cause chaos. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say here is it's important for you to understand when you are feeling something to know how to label your emotions, and then to find healthy ways to channel your emotions so that you can communicate about them effectively. Because sometimes when you're in the feeling, it's going to be really hard to properly voice it or express it to someone else in a way that you're going to feel proud of. So what I've learned a lot is to understand that I'm feeling something and then either journal about it or just give myself some space to like go shower or take a step back so that I can fully feel, fully understand even what I'm feeling and how to properly verbalize it before I can the before I can go and like have a conversation or take some action based on that emotion. And a lot of the times if you're like taking the action when you are in the emotion, you're probably going to act out of impulse and you're not going to do something that you're going to feel proud of in the future. So it's about learning to take a step back so that you can feel, understand yourself better and then know how to act from that understanding. One more thing about that is just don't feel embarrassed to feel your feelings. Don't feel embarrassed to cry, to vent to your journal, to write everything out or to ask for space. Like it's okay to feel and you don't have to apologize for feeling. Up next, we have the ability to acknowledge that nothing is black and white, aka the ability to like embrace nuance in life. Like it's very common for people and like society to try to put everything in a little box and to neatly label everything. And life really isn't like that. And in connecting with your feminine energy, you're able to connect with your ability to identify that nuance and embrace that nuance and stop trying to control every single little thing. And that kind of translates into also embracing seasons of life and the ebbs and flows of life and trying and not being perfect and failing and then trying again and just like embracing that ebb and flow and realizing that you can lean into cyclicality, that it doesn't have to be linear. And for people who are menstruators, connecting with your menstrual cycle is a beautiful way to embrace the nuance of life, the ebbs and flows of life, and also the fact that life is cyclical, right? Because when you have a menstrual cycle, you go through a hormonal ebb and flow every single cycle like in every single cycle there are four phases there are four very distinct things that are happening in your body and it's also always constantly in flow like your hormone levels are always kind of shifting and it's all part of the experience and same thing with the seasons in life right same thing with having a fall a winter a spring and a summer each of those seasons of life have a different energy and it's beautiful to embrace that energy right and for example right now it's winter time and I feel like in past winters I always tried to keep my routines the exact same I tried to eat the exact same and I tried to make winter like summer and what I have realized is that winter is about slowing down it's about embracing that hibernation energy that slower pace and when you allow yourself to tap into those things into more rest into warmer foods into different kinds of movement 
and into a new type of routine and pace of life and lifestyle, you're able to live through winter with so much more peace in a way better mindset and with way more energy also, right? So this winter, for example, I've been leaning more into like slowing down, into reading, into getting into bed earlier, into having hot matcha instead of cold matcha, into having hot meals and drinking more bone broth, just doing these little things and it's been making me feel phenomenal. And living in alignment with the seasons is a great way to tap into your feminine also. Okay, next is in order to connect more deeply with your feminine energy, it's so important for you to be able to know yourself. And that comes out of embracing self-reflection, embracing journaling, embracing practices like meditation that kind of force you to slow down and listen to your thoughts. And it comes out of things like manifestation and making vision boards or really just figuring out what it is that you love. What workouts do you like? What food do you love? What is your favorite beverage? Just what is your favorite color? Like getting to know yourself And at the same time, understanding your emotional tendencies because when you're able to understand how you usually react to things and what usually happens from those reactions, you're able to develop emotional intelligence, which I have made an episode about before. So you can definitely listen to that if you want to know more about emotional intelligence and how to navigate triggers and reactions and things like that. But ultimately, it just comes down to understanding that you tend to react in certain ways and then being smart about it, knowing, okay, usually when I'm upset, I tend to do X, Y, and Z. And usually that doesn't serve me very well. So instead of going and blurting something out, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to do something different. That's super important. And all of the things that I've said tie very closely in with the cancer energy that I mentioned, but also The cyclicality aspect is really connected with Taurus energy, right? Connecting with the earth, connecting with your body. And then the next two things that I'm going to share also tie in with Taurus energy, which is connecting with your sensuality and your sexuality. Now, your sensuality is your ability to be connected with your senses. So connecting with your senses can look like many different things, but maybe it's about connecting with your sense of smell. And finding your signature scent uh, or figuring out what's your favorite candle and lighting a candle in your house or using essential oils or a diffuser or just something to make your space smell different. Another example, connecting with your senses can be done so beautifully through cooking, right? Through using your hands, really getting into the cooking process, trying different recipes, getting playful in the kitchen, And when you are making that meal, be present with the process, make it with love and allow yourself to fully savor food and to be really present with the experience of eating, right? Use your five senses when you sit down to eat, look at your food, be grateful for your food and then enjoy the experience of eating, whatever it is, whether it's something that you cooked or it's something you're eating at a restaurant or it's something that you are buying from a bakery, just like enjoy the experience using your five senses. One more example, a great way to connect with your senses is through music and dance, right? When you listen to music, feel music, listen to different kinds of music, go to concerts, go to live music performances, whether it's like a jazz bar or you're going to like 
I don't know, like a live concert, dance, like move your body, play music in your house and just move and shake off that energy and feel your body and try different moves and be playful and like no one's watching you, right? When you're dancing at home, just like be crazy and lean into that experience. It's so powerful. Okay, now connecting with your sexuality is a little bit different, but I think this is so important to talk about. And I don't know if I've talked about it that much in this podcast, but it's something that has been a very big part of my experience and my growth as a woman and my ability to connect with my body. And two books that I really recommend are Open Wide and The Wild Woman's Way. Both of these books are amazing and they're super tied in with like the divine feminine and how to connect more with it. But when you're able to connect with your sexuality and realize what it is that you need to be satisfied sexually, right? That empowers you so much in like knowing what you want and knowing what you can ask for from a partner or from someone in an intimate space. And I remember the beginning of college or like when I first got my vibrator, it just like in the beginning, it's a little bit uncomfortable and you don't know how to use it. And I don't know if you have bought your first vibrator in the past and you're listening to this, you will know what I'm talking about. But basically, is just learn how to connect with your body and learn to play around with it and figure out what feels good and figure out what you like. That is so important in your overall happiness and in also your happiness within your relationships. The next thing is a really awesome way to connect with the divine feminine is to wear clothing that makes you feel comfortable, but also really freaking confident. It's important for you to wear things that feel good in your body because when you are comfortable, it's so much easier to feel confident. It's so much easier to exude positive feminine energy and you don't have to dress in any specific way, right? You don't have to go around wearing frilly dresses to be connected with your feminine energy. You can wear whatever you want, but to be connected with the feminine, you have to feel good in your own body and you have to therefore pick clothing that resonates with you and that makes you feel beautiful, that makes you feel like yourself, like your authentic self. So figure out what clothes you like. If there's clothing in your closet that doesn't fit you anymore, get rid of those clothes. If there's clothing in your closet that reminds you of a negative time in your life or that brings bad memories or that just doesn't fit you well, that's uncomfortable, that's itchy, that every time you put it on, you're like fixing your outfit, you do not have to wear those clothes. Yes, you spent money of them on them. You can try to sell them, sell it on Depop or on Poshmark, give it away to a friend, take it to the local Goodwill near you. But Create space for clothing that fits your body, that makes you feel confident, that makes you feel good and alive and sexy and empowered. Tying in with that is also understanding what your body needs and what types of movement feel best in your body, what types of foods feel good in your body, what types of habits do you need and work for you. And when you're able to understand yourself in that way and experiment and try different things so that you can figure that out, you're then able to live such a better life because you're then going to be able to know how to fill up your own cup. If you know what kinds of workouts feel best for you or how realistic it is or how many times a week it is realistic for you to go to the gym, all these different little things, when you understand yourself in this way, making time for self-care is so much better. And 
that closely ties in too with realizing that you deserve to give to yourself, that you deserve to pour into your own being and to give to your own health and to create a lifestyle that makes you feel like your best self. And that is so tied to self-understanding and this exploration that I'm talking about. And also understand that that will change with life. That will change at different points in your life. What you like right now might not be what you like forever. And so stay open to adapting also. Again, tapping into that fluidity and that ability to embrace nuance. Things might shift around and that's beautiful and meet yourself where you are and make changes as you need. And again, maybe your routine will change with every season and that's totally beautiful and okay. Maybe your body will also change. Embrace that and learn to accept yourself in every shape and size because your worth comes from within and understanding that about yourself is so closely tied with being connected to your divine feminine, right? Is knowing that you are beautiful and you are unique and embracing that and owning that. And ultimately, to close all of this off, to connect with your feminine energy is to allow yourself to be fierce and badass and confident and empowered. And at the same time, find ways to be gentle and loving and caring and embracing slowing down, embracing stillness, silence, the ability to rest, the ability to lay in the couch and read, get into a warm bath with Epsom salts, or just take a rest day from the gym. It's just that ability to also have a slower pace in life. And rest is productive. It's really important. And know that in allowing yourself to rest, you're helping yourself be more empowered. You're helping yourself be more fierce and be more yourself when you are within that fierceness. So yeah, that is what I will leave you with. I hope today's episode helped you find new ways to connect with your divine feminine. I hope it left you with something new or just a powerful reminder. If you think someone in your life would benefit from this episode, definitely send it over to them. You can send them the link to the YouTube or you can send them the Apple Podcasts or a Spotify link. If you are not yet subscribed on YouTube, make sure to do that so you can be in the loop of future episodes. And if you are also not following us on Instagram, you can do that at innergrowth.co. And make sure to also hit the bell icon and the plus button on Spotify so you can be in the loop of future episodes as well. And thank you guys so much. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment. Let me know how you liked today's episode, what you are taking away with you, what's something you learned. and also. I'm always open to any episode suggestions, so you can drop that there or in the broadcast channel I have on Instagram called Good Things, Good Energy. And that is all. I hope you remember to water yourself, take some time to connect with your divine feminine and embrace the journey of connecting with that because honestly, it's a journey. And as someone who is a very strong-willed, type A, perfectionistic or healing perfectionist, older sister, I know what it's like to be too much in my masculine and to feel disconnected from my feminine. And so this has been something I've worked on in my own inner growth journey. And that has honestly helped me so much with feeling more empowered and with finding more balance in my life and more harmony too. So hope it helped you. I'll see you guys next week and I love you all so much.